0: Welcome to episode 92 of G-Man's Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Today I'm joined by William Timoney. Will is a fucking brown belt out of... Fucking brown belt. He's <laughs> not a fucking brown belt. He's a brown belt out of uh Hillian Gracie Dunny Gall. <laughs> Sorry guys, he's in Joe's so terrible as you know. He's a brown belt out of Hillian Gracie Dunny Gall. Today we talk about the importance of having a self-defense base in your jiu-jitsu, the importance of that. As well as we talk about all the hierarchies in the jiu-jitsu community about the belt system and as well as in our opinions of colored belts getting stripes because you know it's like a sub hierarchy we get into this good discussion about that you guys will also run a really good Instagram page called eat sleep train jiu-jitsu it's really good he has some great technique videos on it and he explains it very well and guys I really suggest taking take a look at it because there was one ankle lock in it the entry the coyote ankle lock I wasn't getting it at all I watched his video I'm like that makes so much sense Anyway, guys, I'll leave you with how we'll get started in yeah, jiu-jitsu. before jiu-jitsu, I was playing kind of
1: a decent level of basketball. I was playing national league basketball, and uh, maybe 2014. Then um, I started in this fitness gym and doing Town, DT Fitness, shout out to the boys, um, Brian Nettie. Um, I started in the fitness gym there, and then I was walking out the gym one day, and Brian Gorman, who's the coach of uh, Helen Grace of Donegal. He was a belt at the time and he was running like a beginner's jiu-jitsu course. And he goes to me, Oh, William, would you be interested in this? And I was like, Oh yeah, sounds good. Whoever put me down for it. It was on like the following Tuesday and I missed the first day I had, like a, one of the members of the family was unwell and I couldn't make it. So I went into the gym on the Wednesday then and he goes to me, Oh, I suppose you're you didn't turn up last night, you know, I suppose you're not interested and I would have walked out the door and said nothing if he didn't say it to me. But he, he said that. And I said, she's Brian, you know, fucking um, member of the family, talk ill, and I couldn't get in or whatever. And he says, uh, oh, Gran, come the next Tuesday. Man, I came in the first day and a few of the lads there, they knew what Camoras were and key locks and arm bars and all this. And I'm sitting there watching and going, what? fuck is this like you know because we started everybody on the ground you know so you're on the ground and someone gets on top of you and you know basic key lock type thing you know and I was like this is kind of cool and then at the end of the the, the training and then he goes all right one minute guys get a partner and just wrestle just see how you just get on or whatever <laughs> what the first fuck? minute, first minute's over. You know, he just kind of wanted to see. You know, because some people have natural ability. You know, like yourself. You see people mm. in beginners classes. You see them. You're like, fuck that person is good at taking people down, or is good at you know uh, using their body weight and staying on top of people. So after the first minute was up, he was like, switch partners, and everyone's looking at each other, going, "We're all fucked now," because everyone was tired after the first minute. Because uh. your natural reaction is to empty the bag, like just empty the load, like you're gonna. So, you switched up went to the next person. And uh, so, we've done like seven weeks of that. And then Brian goes, anybody that's interested, so it was maybe 18 or 20 people uh, had done the beginner's course. And he says, anybody who wants to come to the full term classes, you can start, you can come from Monday. So, uh, I went in the first day, and maybe five of us came from the, the beginner's class, the 20 of us, five of mm-hmm. us came in. And he just, <laughs> we're all lined up and we're all bowing in. And Brian just goes, he looks at the lads they're all maybe there's maybe two blue belts and the rest are like white belts you know t- three four side white belts he goes to lads I've got you some fresh meat and I mean <laughs> talk about like, getting your ass kicked man This for months like I used to go home stare at the wall like and my girlfriend at the time would come in she was like oh is everything all right I goes I
0: don't know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all know how it is when you get your ass handed to you, and you drive the speed limit home with no fucking music on. You're just fucking giving the thousand yard stare out the window, out the windshield, and you're just all you're all you're thinking about is just the ass whooping you and ensued. You're like, oh for fuck's sake! Oh, it was it was
1: ridiculous. Like I'd like be there, and she'd be like, uh, maybe maybe you shouldn't do this. You know, it was like I was like, no, I need to know how to stop this. It goes like, I'm I'm like six five. Five, six, six. I'm about at this stage I'm about maybe 18 19 stone I couldn't keep a 14 year old kid off me Nathaniel Doherty you know who you are <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was a 14 year old like wheat potato and he was barring me choking the life out of me and I couldn't stop him I couldn't figure it out like in my mind it was like worst case scenario if someone took me down I'd be able to like push them off and stand up and get away like i'd know i'd know like fucking thoughts of like oh i'm gonna i'd be able to beat this person up or be able to kick their ass or anything in my mind I was like i'm big enough now to push people away get away but like this went on like for years like beating the fucking i mean and you know yourself you kind of start getting the lay of the land you get a wee bit better and you start getting skills and you start you know submitting people yourself and i think like the first time you submit somebody you're just like this is the real deal this is the shit here this is what i want to do you know
0: Mm. Oh, man, I'm I'm surprised you guys let uh, the brand new people start wrestling each other. I'm like, that's fucking insane. Like, uh, this think, is like 2014, man. This is dude, like they, this is they they the like it's the fucking finals of the ADCC. You don't even see fucking black belts going that hard. They're fucking trying to murder each other. Like, I uh, mean, I seen it one time. Like, and this was in drilling, mind you. This is a testament to how crazy some new people are. You know, you're doing the pummeling from standing, and you're stepping into a changing in your foot position each yeah. time. Grand out. When the dude's doing it so fast and with such intensity, he fucking knees the other guy into the, into the knee, dislocates his fucking knee mid fucking pummel when they're just drilling. I'm like, what? How the fuck do you injure someone in drilling, you fucking maniac?
1: That, here, man, you'd be surprised. the boys get injured uh, drilling. Like, I think drilling's a skill in itself. You know, we've been able to drill with someone without fully resisting and fucking... You think, like, it's something simple, but the amount of people you can see that can't do it is, is
0: unbelievable. No, I remember we all got like a a big uh, talking to one time in nogi class because like uh, the nogi teacher there was like guys, look, I'm not naming names. This is when I was still still new, so I'll admit I was pretty shit drilling partner. It's like look guys, I don't wanna be mean or anything, but can you guys stop being shit drilling partners? You know, offer like real not not hundred percent resistance, but authentic reaction if someone's trying to leg drag you and you're able to swing your leg over to try and retain guard do that so they can be aware of it and give them a real reaction just not with a thousand percent resistance like if they're doing exactly. something obviously wrong get out get, do do something
1: don't, don't be like a floundering fish like don't just lie there and let somebody do it but at the same time let them drill the technique let them mm. do what the coach has, has demonstrated you know
0: mm. but um yes you'd, you'd be better off getting a grappling dummy then if no one's just if they're just not going to do anything
1: <laughs> exactly exactly you know um yeah, so that was, I started back 2014, and I've been kind of at it since, like, a, it's, um, like, the gym, when I started, like, maybe those, we were training, like, just six o'clock Monday, Monday to Friday, no you know, every evening, and um, there was maybe eight to ten regular students there, and, like, to, to see what has grown to now, like, like, Brian has actually taken his own, um, so we were upstairs in the DT Fitness, in the, in the gym. Like matted area, we were upstairs there. We're up, we're there since twenty fourteen till uh, till there just before the last lockdown, and uh, since then Brian's taken like the unit next door, and it's going to be like Helen Gracie Donegal Academy, you know, so full, fully, full time, uh, martial arts academy and all. So,
0: so
1: um, it could be on a good night now. There could be thirty plus on the mat, you know which is like a testament to Brian like in his coaching like he's when I started he was a purple belt now he's uh, he's a black belt and he's one of the best coaches in the country, you know
0: mm. nah no, I get you awesome man like uh, one thing I'm curious about as well with everyone is like your first experience of competition because I, I always love hearing how everyone's first competition go either they get <laughs> choked unconscious I heard of one story where your man choked this dude unconscious in like 11 seconds like oh shit maybe I shouldn't have done that <laughs>
1: So, my first uh, competition was. Do you remember? Do you ever do the Irish Jiu Jitsu League? Was nah, that about? That was you know?
0: uh, that was before my time.
1: So, the Irish Jiu Jitsu League used to have like one leg of it in Donegal, a leg of it in Dublin, and then in Cork, I think was the was another leg of it. And every year, like they'll switch about, you know, the order. And um, so, the first one I did it was on Larry Kenny. It was run by um, Helen Gracie Ireland, head coach. Uh, Brian Coyle, or Barney as we call him. Um, Barney was running that. So I was training maybe eight weeks at the time, maybe a couple of months, uh, three months. And Brian said, he goes, Oh, do you know what I would encourage anyone, you know, go and compete. So I was like, Oh, yeah, grand, 100%. I went up. Um, I was like 127 kilo at the time. So I was like, if you're over 100 kilo, you're ultra heavy. So I was well into the ultra heavy. <laughs> Divisionally. So um, the first time I went in, there was nobody in my division. So um, Barney kind of said to me, There's nobody in your division, so you can do the absolute division. So I stayed about all day, watched everyone compete, and then Barney goes to me, Oh, it's time now for the openweight division. So the openweight division, you know yourself as like the winners. So anyone that got uh, gold, silver, bronze from the, the weight class, they entered absolute. So my first one was against a guy who's like maybe three or four stripes uh white belt. Like, it could have been maybe a few weight classes below me, but I remember just going in and fucking to, 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 like you're you've that adrenaline dump and then they, someone puts their hands on you and you're like, oh shit, what do I do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like me and him wrestle around for a while and I think I I think we just fall. We hit the ground and then because um, there was no takedowns, I wouldn't know what to do back then. So we hit the ground. I, I end up winning the match twenty points to zero. If you asked me what I did to earn them 20 points, I couldn't tell you, you Mm. know, it was like five minutes, the match was over in a flash, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, uh, couldn't remember what position I was in or where it was, I just remember looking up and seeing I was 20 points and he was 0 points, I was like, oh shit, looks like I won
0: this. (laughs) Uh, It's still a more entertaining match than Orlando Sanchez's ones. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, Uh, like you, you guys have all seen the video of him uh, ripping like a standing fucking uh, mirror lock and he's being a dickhead. I'm like, oh, fuck that guy. And then I, I looked into him a little. I'm like, this fucking dude won ADCC 2015 without scoring a single point or an advantage just by winning referee's decision by f- being the biggest, fattest guy in the big fat guy division. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, did you see his, his
1: interpretation of what happened?
0: yeah I saw him trying to justify it he's like oh yeah your man was talking shit and, but, but, but then I'm confused know, I'm like, no I, like I, here's my, here's my think thinking else, like, he's all like uh, he, he, why is he acting confused in, if it was on purpose because your man is being a cunt why is he acting confused in the video then
1: I I can see that point of view I, it's like you can't say he didn't know what he was doing because he don't know a few times and if it is I, I heard Shale chatting about it and I'm saying about, oh well if it's um." An automatic reaction, you know, someone does get getting an underhook and you you're overhooking and and uh, pulling on that. Like you definitely, you definitely know after the second or third time that you're you're doing it.
0: But mm. so then again,
1: that guy was preparing for a fight. What the fuck is he doing there with Lando Sanchez?
0: Yeah. And not to mention, it was a fucking wrestling round. So what the fuck is he trying to do? Submit him in a wrestling round? What the fuck?
1: Exactly. Like uh... I would. I don't think it was a it's not a good like if you're his coach, why the fuck are you telling him to go near Orlando? Like we we know from experience Orlando doesn't play nice like he's a he's a bear, like don't poke him.
0: No, like I've had a I've had a guest on before who's told me fucking when this guy was a purple belt and Orlando was already a black belt, Orlando would fucking stack past the shit out of him and fucking fucked up one of his like Discs in his spine, like give him a fucking I fucked him up with that. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing that to purple belts for? Like, I've heard a whole bunch of stuff that this Orlando guy's is a cunt, anyway. So I like fuck him anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, look. Uh, speaking of uh, competitions, do you have a preferred rule set for competition? Like, do you like sub only, IBGF, or are you one of these lunatics who like who actually genuinely likes EBI? But okay, whatever. <laughs> uh,
1: I would like I like sub only, and I like that no time limit thing. You know, like I think. The best guy should win, you know, and the best guy should be the guy that has the best technique and should be able to fight regardless of um rule set or timing, But I think the sub-only is the way to go. I think mm. that's who you see who the who the best is, you know.
0: Mm. So what you're saying is you like butt scooters
1: <laughs> No, like I, <laughs> I think <laughs> but do you see that there there is a few different things, but see that ADCC, that whole thing of like um was it Cabrini and half Mendes they fought and neither of them scored a point because neither of them wanted to, to sit the pole guard because they couldn't sit the pole guard because of the points and stuff they got there I think there needs to be something there needs to be a change there I think in, in some ADCC rules I like got there you know that like if you have two guys in their game as guard why would you why would you stop you know why is there a rule hindering them from playing guard you know
0: Mm. see it makes like one thing they do with combat jiu-jitsu that makes a bit of sense is if they're if they're because you know obviously you're allowed to slap each other and hit each other when you get to the ground grand but it hasn't got to the ground after x amount of time you start in butterfly guard with double underhooks i'm like that's fair enough at least it's getting to the ground
1: yeah i so think um, brandon mcgarran has it it's like a PJF. Did you see the guy getting slapped? He misread the rules. So I think what he dropped, tried to drop his knee to the ground and throw a slap and he knocked your man out. It was like... Oh,
0: I I saw that video. Your man, he dropped his knee after he connected with the slap. He's like, I dropped my
1: knee. (laughs) I I listened to Brandon chat about it and Brandon goes, that's not even in the rules. So like, he couldn't have even done that even if he did it the right, even if he did land on his knee and slap me still. That's not in the rules. You're not allowed to do that.
0: What an imbecile. Oh dude, would you ever do like a, a combat jiu-jitsu match? Like uh you can't like what what would you how would you how would you think you would fare in that? You just well not to mention, since you're lanky, you have a whole bunch of the long limbs, you slap the shit out of someone if they ever pull <laughs> guard. I like, dude, why would you pull a guard in combat jiu-jitsu? You're just asking to get fucked up then.
1: You'd have to you'd have to be very confident in your guard game to be able to pull it's like you know your minor, uh, Scottish, light heavyweight in the uh, UFC. Um Craig Paul. Like imagine the confidence he has in his guard, that he pulled guard against another red heavyweight that could probably knock him out with a hammer fist, you know. That's the kind of level of guard you would need to have, I think, to to be doing that in combat jiu But uh, mm. I, I would do it. I, I would definitely take a combat jiu match. I wouldn't uh but again, like you'd need to be tra- like it all depends how you train. Like if you're not someone if you're someone that doesn't train four strikes. Combat is just use a, like it's going to cheat. Like, if you're not training for that realm, it's probably not for you. But uh, we do train a lot, like for strikes and stuff like that. You know, we do a lot of we do strike, uh, you know, getting some this ground and pound doing those type of rounds in the mm. gym. Like, so we do train for that type of thing. So it, it would uh,
0: it'd suit me now. Mm. No, I get you. Uh, see. But like one of the crazier things when people get put it, you put people into submissions, then you slap them as well. Like I remember a guy, well, this, is, this isn't a submission. This guy just got gift wrap on a guy and just kept fucking whacking him right in the face until the, the ref just stopped the fight. Or this other dude, put a guy in a triangle. And while he's trying to, he's breaking down his posture and he's trying to fit, fiddle the arm to get the good angle. He's like slapping your man right in the face to get the get the triangle finish. You're like <laughs> that would be so annoying. Did you see that someone do that um, in the combat just to I think
1: he got a triangle and he rolled into a mounted triangle and then he just continued to slap the boy's face. Like in your man who was in the triangle, he was nearly handing his arm to him to armbar him. And he was like,
0: I'm, I'm just going to slap his face. <laughs> so uh, I want to win a jiu jitsu match by TKO. <laughs> <laughs> or by those fucking lunatics that fight to win where they fucking they're allowed to slam. I saw this blue belt match. <laughs> And your man, he's, this guy pulled guard and your man would stand up with guard, jump into the air, like put his knees back as well and do like a fucking swan tom bomb right into the fucking mat. Like, you'd hear the mat all rattling and shit because it's, you know, it's like a stage and shit. He'd done that like nine fucking times in like 20 seconds. I, think seen I saw this
1: little.
0: video. Seen like, fair play to he picked
1: them up. <laughs> so it's like, if you can pick them up, you can slam them. But it's mad that when you see someone do that, doing your slam the first time why are you not making adjustments to hook his like like why are you not making adjustments we can't do that again you mm. either let go like why you let yourself be slammed
0: like, fuck mm. me. yeah like you know like especially the second time when he's about to send up just open your guards and like play De La Hiva or something because like I think
1: if it's the same video, I'm thinking of your man went full Rampage Jackson he was like I'm going to drop this dude on his head I don't care
0: oh fair play to him bunch of lunacy i tell you but man uh one thing i'm always wondering with people is like uh, a big big thing to help me when i was starting off was going to seminars i learned so much and so much of that stuff still part of my game to this day what was the first seminar you attended uh and do you remember what, what they were teaching
1: um seminars like i, I haven't gone to too many You know, I haven't went any big ones like Roger Gracie or anything anything like that. We've had a couple of like in-house ones where we've had like black belts from Master Hellions gyms come over to us. You know, um, but if you're saying like technique that I've picked up from them, Mm. I went myself and uh, Brian and Barney both went to uh, New York, so went to Hensel's for a week back in 2017, and John Danaher showed something that's like stayed with me like from Blue Belt. It's something that I use every day. And it was like, from the close guard or from half guard, he was gripping. So say in the gi, he was doing a cross grip on the wrist. So he was grabbing, but not, not down where you would grab usually around, around the wrist. He was grabbing just maybe a couple of inches up from it. He was grabbing and rolling his wrist to the ceiling. So you're getting maybe five or six more inches, you know, of the arm when you grabbed it. And then, With his outside hand, he was grabbing behind the oxter or behind the armpit, and he was holding the material. So you think of the material that's in under the arm, and he was grabbing there, and I was just like, that's a serious grip. And he was using it to either take the back, or if the person went to posture up, you would like arm bar them or triangle them. It It just made sense. Don't, Don't someone show something and you're just like, that works for me. I can immediately use that. And that hmm. was like one land technique. it's just staying. Oh man. The
0: you gotta put that in your next technique video, man. That shit that shit's golden, man.
1: Oh, I, I will honor I'll show it cause I'm see the way I, I I'm doing the videos at the minute. I usually pick a position and I'll show how to pass a position, how to sweep from the position, and then how to attack it. And that I'll do that as part of the close guard one. That's the that'll be my next one. I'll definitely put that in.
0: Mm. Oh, you put up one it was either today or yesterday about like a smash pass from fucking uh you t- playing t- uh, passing single leg X that was a really passing
1: good one yeah That's oh, man. I'm oh. a fan of, I'm a fan of smashing or folding passing and stuff like that just, it suits my body type if you know what I mean but um, mm.
0: I uh, I, I'd much rather if nobody knew how to pass single leg X so I could actually have a chance <laughs> of doing good but what <laughs> you, you know you were actually I had a guy stop me in um, a local film station
1: as I was putting petrol into the car and shout at the window going why are you showing people how to, how to pass that because that's my thing I'm like dude, dude you need to get better like said, don't be blaming me for showing people how to pass it
0: play full X yeah
1: play full X ex. yes,
0: ex. exactly full ex. <laughs> uh, I, I like full a lot more lately I used to fucking hate it so much because you know I'd either never get anything from there but you know I get I get a good sweep from there little adjustment to the fucking Mikey Musa Messi style footlock and uh, I, I manage now do you, ever play
1: any, uh, false no, Do you
0: ever play any false X? Oh, you mean like um, reverse X? Like, uh, uh, not really. Like uh, I play, I played occasionally in Gi to get to saddle, but like not really on its yes. own. I don't know. I, just, I don't really play it with it much.
1: It's, uh, I think it's, it's a nice one. It's like if you're switching from single leg X to X guard, or even just going from straight from single leg X to false X, like it's... Uh, it's a good one to keep them on their toes, especially if you can give them stretch out the X guard, you know, it's a nice,
0: nice, uh, nice option. Mm. Oh man, you know what they say, X going to give it to you. Fuck waiting for you to get it on your own. (laughs) 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 I can't, I can't help it, man. I I love terrible puns. Oh man. uh, Here's one of the fairly recent questions I added. And I, I love hearing what people say about this. Is there anything in the beach community or grappling community or anything as a whole that you don't like and you change if you could? Like if you see it on like a Facebook thing or an Instagram post, like, man, I can't fucking stand this shit. Like, what, what would you change if you could?
1: Um, I think it's not probably something that's happened at the moment, but it's probably something that I would hate to see happen is um, the jiu-jitsu community in Ireland. Going down the ball ball route, you know, of rivalry with like within clubs and stuff like that. There, do you know the way like with ball ball and GA? Like mm. one club doesn't speak to another club. There's no crossing. Like I think Ireland at the minute is a great place where you could go to Andy Ryan's in Dublin, or you could go to Dara's, or you could go down to Liam and Cork, or you could go up to Torres and Derry, or you could always welcome and Helen Gracie and mm. Donegal. You know. I'd hate to think that we'll get to a point where we couldn't do that, or that there's gonna be that much rivalry between clubs that you couldn't just pick up the phone or go on Instagram or go on Facebook and message the club and come and train. That's. Uh, I'd like to. I, I would hope that we wouldn't go down that route, you know.
0: Mm, nah, see, I love going to other gyms and like I've never had a problem at any of them. You know, everyone's always been nice and friendly. You know, I've always texted them ahead of time. Obviously, they're like, "Oh, can I come yeah. by? Yeah, you can come by. It's all good." I mean, I always, you know, plus, you know, they could be, I I relish the opportunity to go to, I think if you don't go to other gyms to train, you're really fucking yourself in terms of getting better sooner, because, you know, they could be doing something that you never even considered, you're like, oh, a leg lock, what a quaint notion, you know, like, um, but I really hate, like, I know some gyms are like, oh, you're not allowed to go to other gyms, it's not even the other gyms fault, where it's like, oh, we don't want you, it's like, you can't go there you know how fucking like i i've never run into this but i see this on facebook the whole time it's like oh yeah i want to go to another gym when my coach said oh i'm not allowed to i'm like dude you're a grown man and yeah, you're letting another grown man tell you you can't do something when you're paying him no. like, shut up and
1: if anything it's more telling on that coach like he's insecure that you're going to go somewhere and learn something and like has like that other gym better like if he's comfortable in what he's teaching and he's um you know, like he's confident and what he's teaching you is good too. Like he's not going to, he's going to be happy that you want to go somewhere to train, go and test your skills against someone else. You know, I think uh, that's a well narrow minded way of looking at things. I think if your coach is preventing you,
0: mm. And you know, like your man should be confident. Like you said, is like, Oh, you know, if, if it is like a thing of nearby is like, Oh, he might go train at that gym. It's like, well, I know my gym's better. So I don't exactly. care. Or, you know, if it is the case where his gym is worse, Grand out, you get to go to a better gym now. Everything, everyone's happy. He doesn't. You don't have to deal with him. He doesn't have to deal with you, and you get better training. Literally, everyone's happy. Exactly. Mm. Uh, you know, one thing. Oh, I see this lately. Like I saw this a very funny post there yesterday. Like I'm in a whole bunch of Facebook groups. It's like, oh yeah, how about I ask a question that's been asked a million times? I pretend to be a white belt when and oh, I say I've tapped out a purple belt. No wait, I'm the purple belt that's been tapped out by the white belt. Oh my god, uh, you know, there's some. Uh, I'm getting really sick of all i know white belts are newer people don't know any better and they need to wonder and ask but if you just scroll down the page in this group you're in you'll find the answer you'll find the question and you'll find plenty of answers like every every day it's the same uh when i wear a rash guard under my gi do i wear shorts over my spats i'm like i don't want to sound like an asshole but i'm like uh dude You, you know what i mean
1: but it's that type of thing your uh gym should be that type of environment that you should be able to ask the higher belts like yeah what, like what like should where should i line up you no know, it should be that type of friendly and welcoming environment that you
0: shouldn't feel that you can't ask someone you know mm. yeah like they should really like they shouldn't even have to go on facebook to ask the question it should be laid exactly. out fucking clear and clear as day it's like oh yeah here's what you should here's what we do here here's what we don't do here don't do this and make you look like an asshole. Please do this. Be be grand if you did. Everyone be happy. Exactly because like
1: everyone's been a beginner. Yeah,
0: know? like I'm not gonna act like I had every single answer and I was a jiu-jitsu genius after like a month of training. I wasn't. I was like, wait, you shouldn't roll hard or you shouldn't try americana someone from inside the guard because it won't fucking work, huh? No way. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> it's that type of thing. Like sometimes
1: some people need to learn the hard way. And that's just mm. the way it has to be sometimes, you know. But mm. uh, for the most part, you should be able to go to your coach, go to your teammates, any questions, they should be there
0: to help you, you know. Mm. No, I get you. And, man, uh, we reached another segment where I'm talking about, like, uh, oh, sorry, questions for coaches. Like, uh, you know, I always like to pick people's brains and how they teach and how they coach. Like, at your gym, what's the first sort of thing you teach a new set of people? Like, what sort of move, technique, concept, or what's the first thing you instill on, like, uh, day one people?
1: Well, it's the same way all our beginners was done. you're taught self defence. Like like the way Jiu Jitsu should should be taught, like it's it's primarily and always should be looked at as a, a self defence martial art first before you know, the competition and bare bowls and leg locks and all that jazz. So the first thing we teach, we teach people like the basics, like how to somebody grabs you in a headlock, someone grabs you around the waist, like how to get up off the ground, like how to do technical stand up, you know, just the things you should know in a street situation, you
0: know. Mm. No, that makes sense, man. Like, you know, it's always a good base to have, plus, you know, there are people who just want to, they don't want to do competition or they just want to do it for self-defense. That's perfectly fine. You know, each to their own. And and that's the thing. Like, you,
1: you want to be able to know that your blue belt, if he did get into a situation on the street, that he knows how to protect himself and whoever's with him and be able to lead the situation without getting hurt, you know, if he has to defend himself.
0: Hmm. Now, plus, like, not to mention if you know how to fight and know how to do jiu-jitsu, you won't be getting into as many fucking fights, because, exactly. like, exactly. you won't be, like, you know, say if you're a young fella, you know, lots, you see lots of young guys fucking puffing the chest out. oh, you looked at me funny, I'm going to go over and kick the shit out of you. But, you know, if you do jiu-jitsu, like, why would I kick the shit out of someone for looking at me funny? What the fuck? How, how insecure do you have to be?
1: Exactly, and you know yourself from jiu-jitsu. Like, generally, like, there is no assholes in it. You know, like, there is, like, the exceptions, but it, the martial art itself, and if you're in a good room with good uh, training partners, they'll weed out the assholes. Like, they'll not stay long enough, you know, to get their purple belt or their brown belt or their black belt, you know.
0: Mm. No, that's a good one. Awesome, man, like, uh, with your coaching style in particular, would you, like, uh, if you are teaching a class, would you emphasize drilling, rolling, or positional sparring? Like, what's your sort of favorite out-entry
1: just as we were chatting about earlier before the podcast, Andrew, I'd be big mm. on the positional stuff, you know, because the way I always look at it is like it, me and you, Andrew, we could roll all week, right? Mm. And our roles, might be very similar. But I might be on your back. You might be on my back. So th- in my mind, that is a huge hole in your training there, you know, because if you're not getting to, to drill to escape back, you're not drilling to attack the back. So I like the positional stuff because you get to work, on a position that you mightn't get to work on on a live role, you know, so you're working to defend it you're working to escape it, so just as we were saying earlier um, when I'm teaching it, I like to, to do maybe two minutes you start on the back, you're working your submissions we'll do maybe three rounds of that, then we'll switch it and we'll do um, two minutes and I'm defending maybe 20-30% so I'm not like defending for my life you're getting mm-hmm. like a more realistic view of my resistance and where I want to turn or maybe how I want to defend and the last one then is like we'll either start on the back boom go 100% or I'll get you to pick a position say you want to start in close guard your is to work to get to get out of close guard get to my back or say start in half guard or side control your goal is to get to the back so once you get to the back we'll reset and we'll go again you know so we're not just only working to finish we're working to how, working on paths and uh, means to get to the to the position you know to finish
0: Mm. no that's a good way to look at it man see oh i got a a really uh what's it called a head scratcher here whenever i ask someone this they're like oh shit uh let me think it's like uh what would you say is the most important value that's been instilled in your gym environment
1: discipline um, yeah my Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, you want me? Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if you could hear me there because again I went silent, silent for a second.
0: i uh, no, like it's fine. Just uh, elaborate on what you what you're saying about discipline. So,
1: discipline, and um, I, I'd say that's that comes from the top. That comes from my my coach Brian. Like Brian's in martial arts for fourteen years. Like, again, I've I've watched him like train two three times a day. So he'll do. Like two in the morning, he'd do strength conditioning, he'd do evening. and he's been doing that like for over a decade now. And like watching him do that, kind of, I think it breeds that into the the club, you know, with him competing and him pushing himself. I think it lifts everyone else in the room, you know, and it's mm. rubbed off on me big time because like everything he does, I do, you know. It's like not only from his game, but from his like uh, his coaching and from his uh, his training and his, you know always 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 working you know on progressing and getting better you know so I and i can see it on people because there's people that started in our gym and they might have done like one or two days a week and next minute six months in you're looking at them and they're there five six days a week and i think that's that comes from brian you know and that comes from the discipline and you know commitment that he has it kind of rubs off on everyone else in the room you know
0: mm. no that's good man it's always good to be surrounded by uh other people who are as insane about it as you are, Just, you know,
1: exactly. like, like, like minded uh, madman, like, you
0: know. <laughs> No, man. Like you know, you need people who are as insane as you. Like sometimes, you know, if there are, if you aren't surrounded by people who are as crazy about shits as you are, you're like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, if say everyone around you is a hobbyist not shit and the, the hobbyist by the way, oh, but okay. they, have, you know, you know, they've, they've, you know, kids, family the job and all that shit so they can't be trying to do jiu-jitsu 24-7 with a fucking 20-something-year-old. But, you know, it's a bit annoying sometimes. You know how it is.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and, and you, man, you would have seen it yourself now when um, we're going through this lockdown stuff. like y- You kind of think that you're a madman because you want to train every day still, even though we're going through what we're going through. But, like, it, it, isn't, it is good to spend time with people that, as you say, have the same passion you have for us.
0: Mm. Plus, not to mention, like, lo- like, the biggest thing when I'm talking to people, like uh they say it wasn't even really the jiu-jitsu that they missed the most. It was fucking talking to people and seeing their buddies, you know, the jiu jitsu, you know, that's like the best thing about jiu-jitsu in my opinion, is you know, you're surrounded by people that, you know, you wouldn't really be friends with in any other situation. Like one thing I'm trying to I, I, I reminded myself of, like uh I'm this Brazilian fella came like over to our gym about three years ago and you know, uh I'm really, really good friends with him now. He's one of my best friends. And I'm like, I never would have met you if it wasn't for jiu jitsu, man. You're like, you're like my bro, bro. <laughs> you're like my bro, bro. <laughs> it's cra- crazy to That's think that you, you meet some of these great people, in, you know, some of your favorite people in the world without this fucking weird ass martial art where you wear pajamas and choke each other for fun. That's the
1: beautiful thing about it, man. Isn't it? I think it's a camaraderie, like from being in the gym and even there, like when I. When I meet the guys, I, we might meet them at the film station or something out like there. You might meet them in passing if you're walking through town. And just, it's like when you see each other, it's kind of like you like it's a special bond, isn't it? Like you know, it's hard to explain to people that don't train like what it's like. You know, because mm-hmm. like these people are seeing you at your worst and seeing you at your best. Like you, you spend time with like your second family. You spend time with these as much time with these people as you would like your brothers or sisters or your mom and dad. Like it's, that's strange. Like. Mm-hmm
0: and the best part is if your second family ever piss you off you can try fucking strangle them and, <laughs> and, and there's no court cases running I guess yeah you know it's all good everyone's happy oh <laughs> uh, you know Also, oh, guys we've reached a segment of the podcast I like to call a round of specifics it's just a bunch of random questions some about jiu-jitsu some aren't about jiu-jitsu so William do you want to do a round of specifics sounds good man Yeah. excellent oh man what would you say is your favourite gi in your collection if you have one so
1: at the at the moment i'm sponsored by uh soul taker fightwear and they sent me this black panther gi and mm. it's, it's, my favorite at the moment. it's kind of one of those ones you know like we were going through your pile of gis, and you're like oh shit that's not washed that's the one that's what i'm looking for
0: uh looking for every time i pick it out so shout uh. out to
1: danny lewis and the boys of soul taker for
0: looking after me yeah uh, i saw i think uh i think i saw you you wearing that like were you wearing it recently because I'm, I'm thinking of a gi i'm like is that the one he was wearing like were you wearing it in the past week or so on your on your on your page
1: yeah it's the black one so like they, they sent me like rash guards and stuff of it as well um Ooh, yeah sweet man that's very
0: nice mm. oh dude um i got a sort of uh i got a question this is a good one like i just added it there like uh stri- like what's your sort of opinion on like stripes for colored belts like At our gym, we only do it for for white belts, and then you just don't get any stripes. Yeah, obviously, till you're black belts, and you get degrees and shit. But you know, what's your thinking?
1: Um, I think it's something that never kind of drove me, but I can see why you would have it because you know yourself, man. It's a it's a fucking grind, like especially when you like from going from white white to blue. It kind of happens, it does happen kind of quite quickly, you know, was in the first couple of years, you know, depending on, on how often you're training. But between blue and purple, blue and purple could be a long stretch, purple to brown can be another long haul. Like I think, you know, when you get to brown, I don't know if stripes are that important because, you know, the blacks are in the corner. But for the colour belts, I, I, still, I think it has its place, you know, because it's good for people to be recognised for their, you know, because... You can go through a slump there where you think you're not improving, and a wee stripe there can do can lift your spirits and stuff, you know. So, I I can see a place for it, you know.
0: Oh, mm. yeah. uh, you know, like I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like as like I recently celebrated my two year blue belt anniversary, blue belt anniversary, or that's what you want to call it. You know, like uh, you know, I've been a blue belt for two years, haven't gotten any stripes or nothing. Like I got, I got, you know, got the four when I was a white belt. That kept me going for a while, but you know, I just like training, and I'm like. Uh, I, I heard a very interesting point about it recently by like a uh, Christian Graugart, the guy who made a uh, Globetrotters. He's like, well, it's the same reason he doesn't wear like degrees on his black belt. He's like, you know, you have hierarchy all over the place, even in jiu-jitsu, the belt system is like hierarchy. So like, if you just don't not having, you don't like have a sub hierarchy in the hierarchy, which is like a bit unnecessary. Like, you know, I don't yes. really give a shit about I, a fucking it, piece of tape on my belt. I don't really care. I
1: I can see that. I can see like I can see his point a hundred percent, yeah. Like why why is it like if you if both of you are blue belts, why is a guy that has three stripes on his blue belt better than a guy with two stripes? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. That's strange. Yeah. that
0: um, is geez. Or like one time I was rolling with a guy, like I had only been a blue belt for a few months and he had a three stripes in his blue belt and I whooped him I'm like, Well uh the three stripes clearly didn't help you. Like I not to sound cockrance, but like you know like I don't understand cares.
1: it. It's, I, I think The stripes are more of the same way you can can look at belts the same way. It's more of um, a recognition of your commitment to the martial arts. You know, know, like if someone has, like, four stripes on their blue belt, say, or four stripes on their purple belt, like, they're obviously have put the mat time in and put, you know, and... They've got a nod from their coach that you're I'm recognizing that you're putting in the effort and you're progressing. Like that's yeah. how that's how I would look. Like I wouldn't get I wouldn't get too hung up on it and I can see what Christian's saying. You know, why would you have a sub hierarchy within a hierarchy that's already there? But um yeah, I wouldn't get too like I think it's just a nod from your coach, really. That's
0: the way <laughs> I would look at it. look, I heard a really good saying about it one time as when it came to stripes in your belt. You know, be cool if you got one, but don't lose any sleep over it. Like, you know, if someone came up to me and put a whole bunch of stripes in my blue belt, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But, like, I'm not yes. going to be losing any sleep if someone else gets them. I'm like, well, not to mention, because we don't fucking do it in my gym. So, <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: But it's, it's one of those things, man. It's like, like I have seen it, like, in, at clubs, like, where you see a guy get a stripe and the guy beside him and the shoulders drop and the head drops, and you're like, dude, that can't mean that much to you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it shouldn't, like, him getting that stripe, Didn't all of a sudden Give him extra
0: skills Do you know what I mean Like Mm. No no. Become
1: fit on your own journey That's the way
0: I would When I advice i give Now if the guy next to you Gets a belt And you don't Then you can be A a little uh, You know You know You know what it is But like a a stripe Like a belt Whatever I know you shouldn't be Obsessed with it But if you're like Evenly matched with a guy In your opinion And he gets a belt And you don't Fine you can be a little Bewildered about it I wouldn't say get upset Or angry or pissed off Or dejected Little bewildered but that's it, you know. Just... But the thing is too, like, if if your mind's in the right place, you should
1: celebrate that and be happy for him and it shouldn't, like, that's, I mean, like, I don't, I, you shouldn't get too hung up on it. Like, if you're concentrated on getting better and progressing at the martial arts, the belts, they'll, they'll come of you way. Know,
0: yeah, you know, you know how it is. Oh man, uh, what's your sort of, like, preference for, like, takedowns? Do you focus more on judo-based takedowns or wrestling-based takedowns? Like, what's your, what's your preference?
1: I love wrestling, but if, if a fight to shoot a takedown and someone would take me half an hour to get down to their legs. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like it just—it feels so. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm shooting on a guy like that's, that's less than six foot say five five, something out like there, I'm shooting. Like the chances by the time I get down to his leg, he's gonna be out the front door. Do you know what I mean? It's not gonna—it's not gonna compute. So a lot of the time, I will end up as the more judo, probably I would say.
0: Mm. Oh, dude, I, I never, never shoot for takedowns. I fucking hate it because, like, my right knee has been fucked since before I even started jiu jitsu. I heard it like six years ago. But, like, I fucking hate shooting. It it never feels right for me. I do, like, snap downs, arm drags. And uh, if I get, you know, the occasional Imanari roll because, you know, flashy shit, why not? But <laughs> right.
1: that's the thing. Wrestling doesn't care about people's knees. The, uh, wrestling does not care about joints. Wrestling doesn't care about your neck. Wrestling doesn't care about your back.
0: Wrestling has its own. Or, dude, you ever see those? Like I, I was looking into this, some breakdowns of some weird ass moves, and I saw the stockade. We have someone in side control. They're like underhooking you, and you like overhook. sorry, underhook their heads while you have their arm trapped, and you like grab their far side armpit. You can like fuck. It's called the stockade. You can like neck crank the fuck out of them, and you like have them on their sides. So they can't even turn back into you to escape the side control. So they're just there being miserable in the fucking. Look up the stockade, man. It's fucking. It's brutal.
1: That, that sounds like uh, how to lose friends and alienated people.
0: That's what that sounds like. <laughs> or, dude, like, I, like I, I see a few, like twists and variants on it where you're not neck cranking them and it's actually a like the daisy fresh guys that's their whole side control system to have you turned away to have your arm and your head trapped so you can't even escape the side control and the pressure is just relentless and they're just fucking you up every second
1: did you see the video andrew put up there where he's basically uh choking people from side control i think it <laughs> up there one day
0: that's
1: it's nasty
0: Nasty, oh, dude, nasty. their their videos are so good. Like that's some fucking quality content. People would pay oh. seventy quid for with a fucking instructional, but they're giving away for free. One hundred percent. Their stuff, like, so, like
1: I, I, love their way. train like that looks like paradise to me with the way they're training. That I love. Like that's awesome. Uh, they're uh, awesome. And, and the, I was, the, gym I them the gym doesn't look like paradise. <laughs> no, but, but do but there's something about that. There's something like I think any man who trains can fucking like I don't know, kind of like relate. You're like that. Like we we're talking about camaraderie there, earlier, Like that level of them living and training in the gym. Like there's something. So like when you're watching them and them winning pants, man, there's something that she's inside you. This is like you're you're happy film. It's nearly like you know them. Like mm. I just I think that's it's beautiful what they're doing at the moment.
0: Mm. No, I, I had Andrew Wilsey on the podcast there about thirteen episodes ago. Great guy, had a great chat with him. Yeah,
1: seems <laughs> a good. Yeah, yeah he, how about this one? there was rants where he talks about him on birds oh, doing bunches. Like
0: <laughs> those, those rants are legendary, man. They're so fucking good. Or man, a uh, <laughs> uh, on a less ranty note, uh, what was your favorite TV show when you were growing up? Um, I
1: was a big fan of the A Team, uh, well, that type
0: of stuff. Yeah, who was your favourite character on the A-Team? Oh, Mr. T, man Mr. Of course, T. bro <laughs> uh, I used to, I had a mohawk up until like a month ago And you know, like, oh, white Mr. T or something Except nowhere near as like, uh, what's it? Uh, iconic, I guess Like he was in Rocky Tree as well And like, fucking Uh, Is Rocky Tree the best Rocky movie? Not really, but he's really good in it
1: He's very good and Stallone's in unbelievable shape and that, Jesus, he's ripped a bit.
0: Mm. And even the scene where him and Apollo Creed are running together is all like, your man fucking Carl Witters had to slow down so fucking he wouldn't go just baiting, so that's just a little fucking little race. (laughs) No joke.
1: It's funny you should say it, there's I I don't know if you've seen the photo there I put up was like uh, the two lads that train with me shout out to Aidan and uh, Dean Dean had a mohawk there, but he had a beard for a while, and he looked like uh, like, a guy you didn't want to meet in an alley at night. Like He had a full-blown beard, full-blown mohawk, but he turned around the last day, and he dyed his hair blonde, so the mohawk's oh. blonde. He looks oh. like a GTA Online character now. That's what oh, it's.
0: man. Oh, dude, I, I had the mohawk, and I actually made a Taxi Driver Guy but like the gi didn't arrive in time. Like I got um I got a white gi, dyed the top green, the pants blue. I got all those patches sewn on, so you know I looked like the guy from taxi driver. Yeah. Like you talking to me? You talking to me? <laughs> Always be like that.
1: <laughs> or amazing. dude,
0: that's mad. Do you, do you make
1: many of them? Do you do? You yeah, do
0: you yeah, yeah. I used to tie dye geese the whole time. Like I had a whole bunch of white geese last year. Then when the lockdown started, I got so fucking bored. I tie dyed a whole bunch of them.
1: A full like Camp uh, Peter style survival.
0: Yeah, he he he's the guy I got the idea off. or like I'm gonna be making a Goku gi soon. Like just make it orange, get them patches on. I dyed one like denim blue. It looks really cool. Denim.
1: Yeah. That, like you like if you have a full on denim, that means you have like eighty percent more power.
0: Yeah, exactly. So- if only I if only I had a mullet and and blonde hair and some KFC and uh, American rash guards, then I would be the king of the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: be like I was actually gonna make a whole like a uh, stupid sketch series about like America, uh, air quotes American jiu jitsu, where I'd just be in the denim gi I'd buy one of those fucking karate belts that's an American flag. It's not even a black belt; it's an a red, white, and blue belt. I'd have a you know, I'd have a fucking blonde mullet and a stupid handlebar mustache. Like this is some real American jiu jitsu there I'ma show you some fucking standing wrist locks. into a fucking oil checks and swanton bombs, motherfucker. <laughs> Man, yeah.
1: you've, you've said it now. You have
0: to do it. I might. We'll see. Uh, production value might not be great, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what was uh, your most embarrassing injury, whether it be jiu-jitsu injury or non-jiu-jitsu injury? Just the way you got injured was so fucking ridiculous that it keeps you oh, up at night.
1: Fuck, man. It, it still haunts me. Um, so, I was saying earlier, we are over, myself and Brian and Barney went over to the States for a week to train in Henzo's in 2017. So our plan was we'd train for the week, like train twice a day for a week and then do the pan arms at the end of the week. So obviously not thought very well true by us. So we're trained twice a day. Second, um, I won my first fight in the pan with my arm bar and then the second fight then I went in against this guy. He's actually in the UFC now at the moment. He's normal. An um he, he shot outside for um, a takedown. The first time I sprawled back and I was like, if he shoots again, I'm going to grab his, I'm going to guillotine him, I'm just going to grab his neck. So I put my leg out, he shot and I got right in, nice, good, tight choke. But we were at the side of the mat, so we fell off the mat, like, and uh, he landed on top of me and I was just like, fuck, something's not right. So it broke my ribs. Ah, oh, shit. So I'm lying there and the, <laughs> the medic mum comes over and she's like pushing my ribs. You know, she goes, is it sore? I'm like, oh. No, I'm good. I'm all good. She goes like, you know, like you have to tell me if it's over, like because you could punch through your long, like if your ribs are broken, And I say, I like, oh, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. Cause I'm thinking in my head, like there's four and a half minutes left in this match. I go, I'm not gonna give this guy the match. You no know, stupid blue belt fucking mentality. I was thinking, oh fuck, I'm tough. Mm-hmm. I keep going. So they reset the match, and he's in top side control, even though we didn't land in any position or we landed off the mat. So I kind of thought we we're gonna start back on the feet again. I didn't think this through. But man, that for months, still not right now, it kind of still sticks out. That's like the worst injury ever got.
0: <laughs> Shit. I uh, do respect you for keeping, uh, keep, keep fighting me. <laughs> I, I, was, I was
1: dumb. I was dumb because she said she came over to me afterwards. She goes, like, You know, if they were, like, that was dangerous. Like, I was stupid. Because I, I end up still not winning the match. Like, it was because when they restarted, he, obviously, like, she, <laughs> he immediately gave him like two points for a takedown and gave him side control. And I was like,
0: what the fuck? But, um, so bunch, like a bunch, I, your, bunch I, of bastards, I tell you, the fucking oh, he didn't even take you down, and went down of bounds, so they can go fuck themselves. Well, like, think of it like this, man. You would think, what, what would a normal person do?
1: Like, right, go home, uh, rest it, you know, heal, come back. I went home three weeks later, the Irish nationals were on, I competed at that, I was in the final of my weight class. and... I was like do or die it was like go or not go so I hip through your man and landed right on the side of the ribs again So not only should I not be in the fucking competition I went back in and rehurt hurt them I mean man whatever whatever they were hurt before they were twice bad. like I was it's still not right I see someone goes knee and belly now like it, it's still not 100% like so anyone that's listening there that hurts their ribs don't be a dumbass
0: oh man <laughs> I'll do that being a dumbass is optional, man. You know, you gotta let people be dumbasses sometimes. <laughs> oh, so, so, man, have you ever been on a really terrible date? Uh, oh man, geez, you easy put me on the spot there now. Um, uh, bit of a jump in a uh, question there. <laughs> but like, I I just, can I just can I say yes and just leave it at that? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll spare you that one. Also, uh, man, do you do you have any do you have any nicknames inside the gym? Like, what what does everyone in the gym call you?
1: So. My name's William T Timoney, and like all my family called me T because my dad was William. So uh, I, did, everyone just calls me Big T, because
0: like <laughs> Big T.
1: <tea. laughs> like, you, you need to take it into context here. Like when I started, I was ultra heavyweight, six foot six, a hundred like and twenty seven kilo. So we kind of fitted back then. I'm kind of. Middle-sized tea now, I suppose is
0: what Brian would call me. Medium T.
1: Medium T. Yeah,
0: that's 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 a. <laughs> ah, oh, man, that's rude. Also, man, in your professional opinion, do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache? That's
1: actually, actually a touchy subject. I can't uh, grow a mustache, um, Andrew. What for real? <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, no, I don't have like i have, like, fucking scars on my upper lip from like a fell playing football when I was a kid like and I just have scars there so hair doesn't grow on my uh, lip it's kind of weird
0: so uh, you yeah. could grow a, a Khabib sort of thing where he has no mustache
1: I, I could 100% do Khabib and have a really bad patchy uh, beard
0: <laughs> yeah so <sorry. clears throat> I just fucking snows he's there <laughs> oh man I thought I fucking pulled something there for a sec because I fucking sleep and weird I sleep so weird man you know you know how I sleep like um I sleep like my fucking arms in an arm triangle I have my shoulder right up against my neck And I have my arm like out straight And I feel like a hyperextension in my arm All fucking night it's reti- I sleep so fucking stupid Or sometimes I sleep with my head on my wrist Like I'm wrist locking myself all night Does like, your arm look dead? I don't know man It's so weird the way I fucking sleep but
1: My arm go I would wake up and I'd be dead and it would be all pins and needles and I'd be freaking out and hitting it off the headboard and shit trying to get the blood to come back to it. <laughs> I can imagine that you just whacking it off the headboard. <laughs> I do I used to freak out do you ever do it like, you, like you're so concerned that you start biting your arm then come on blood come back to my arm. Oh no,
0: no. I, it's never never been that it doesn't go dead it's just like my elbow and my wrist hurts when I fucking uh, it? when I wake it's not like my arm goes dead or anything it's I just sleep very weird. Or maybe when I'm, I finally fall asleep, I might roll out of it or something, or some. It, it's fucking weird because I, I'd sleep on one side of the bed facing one way, and I wake up the other side facing the other way. I'm like, I roll around a lot in my sleep. It's fucking weird, man. All right, uh, what would you say is uh, your jiu jitsu spirit animal if you have one? Like, what sort of animal encapsulates your game?
1: Um, I'd say a bear. What type? Just a. Big like brown bear, I just want to get my paws on you and hug you until you can't breathe anymore.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, dude, speaking of bears, do you ever see a, a prizzly bear? It's like a hybrid between a grizzly and a polar bear. A prizzly bear, fuck they must be huge, isn't it? Uh, I don't know, they're like uh, I don't know they're normal size, but the way they look is like white with a bit of accents of brown in it.
1: All oh, right, I thought I could imagine if they were like the other way around, if they were like the size of a polar bear,
0: but look like a grizzly bear. fuck Me, that'd be scary. Mm. Oh you know It's weird with uh, Fucking polar bears Right you know Since they're all white And they're fucking live in the snow When they're hunting They'll cover their noses Because their nose are black
1: Fucking wise Little polar bear bastards Jesus
0: They're they're fucking They're fucking learning One of these days oh, dude, Imagine if we had Green bears here in Ireland Everyone would be fucked If they're out in the woods <laughs> so Funny doing wrong But like uh, Ireland It was like We had um,
1: a black belt come over to train with us from the States like he's from Brazil obviously and uh, he was asking like me and Brian he goes what's like the like what's the predator in Ireland like what's the big predator we were going "Us the badger you know we are telling him and he was like looking up like we were driving through like kind of, kind of uh, like we are driving through the gap which is like two big mountains in Donegal like it's a famous dangerous part of the road Looking up into the mountains kind of going there's a badger up there. And we're like, oh, he probably is not. We were describing what the badger's like, like. And he was expecting this big grizzly bear type fucking thing. And we're showing him, you want to see his disappointment? We showed him the fucking picture of what the badger was, man. This fucking little, like, dog type fucking thing.
0: Oh, man. One fucking time I was up at the neighbors having a few cans. The fucking motion lights go off. There's a fucking badger in the front garden. I'm like, what the fuck? I like, yeah, we are way too fucking hammered to deal with this fucking badger. So we'll just fucking leave it. <laughs> They're
1: fucking. You wouldn't want to be cornered. You wouldn't want to corner one of them motherfuckers.
0: Dude, those things are... You thought honey badgers are bad. Those things are insane. And mm-hmm. honey badgers are fucking indestructible, like... Honey badgers don't
1: care, man. They'll fucking... They'll do anything. I you ever see the, the video of them uh, where, like, I think it's a snake. It must be a cobra or so something. Some poison snake bites it. And it basically whatever it is about its blood, it, like, within, like, 10 minutes, its blood works through the venom and it wakes up again and it just grabs the snake and bites his head off and you're like, what the actual mm. fuck is
0: that? Oh, I saw this one where the fucking, a lion is biting a honey badger by the scruff but the honey badger has, like, weird-ass skin and hide and shit and it's able to, like, yeah. extend, its, extend its neck a little and bite the fucking lion in the throat and kill it.
1: There's, there's a video of, like, there's, like, a pack of lions and the honey badger is, like, like, it's standing on its ground and the lions are coming in they're coming in and you can just see the lions going it's not fucking worth it <laughs> fuck mm. this motherfucker
0: oh dude it's like that thing it's like yeah even if we win this thing's gonna fuck us up so let's just not fight it exactly Yeah, it's like bears with wolverines like wolverines they're so fucking scrappy that bears just leave it alone it's like yeah this thing is not worth my fucking trouble so fuck it exactly our man we've reached the last question if you created a guard, no matter what sort of... You don't have to think about the configuration of grips, fucking where your legs are, or what fucking... If it's a lapel guard or whatever. If you create a guard of any description, what would you call it?
1: Um, do you, you ever hear that, you know that movie, A Bronx Tale?
0: Uh, I think so.
1: Yeah, do you know like that famous scene where these bikers come into the bar and... Uh, your man asks them to leave, and they don't leave. And then he closes the bar, and he beat the fuck out of the bikers in. Mm-hmm. He, he he walks up to the door, and he goes, "No, you just can't leave." And he beats the fuck out of the the, uh, the bikers in the bar. I would call it a Bronx a Bronx Tale, but name like it's the movies T A L E. I would call it like Bronx Tale, like a like a lapel type guard. <laughs> you get up the tagline on it, then
0: like, "No, you just can't leave." Or the Bronx guard, or something. Yep. <laughs> or a really good one I, I learned was a uh, Gandalf guard because you can't pass it. That's fair. good somebody's bound to have some BGZ fanatics about that one already, have they? Uh, I don't think it's not really out yet. It's you know I only learned like one sweep from it, and then a fucking bicep slicer. It's just like lasso guard with your fucking legs in an X guard configuration. That sounds like
1: a horrible, horrible, horrible place to be.
0: It's like super lasso because you can get the fucking fucking catapult sweep, but it's like amplified because of your X-Guard fucking configuration with your legs. I says to your man who showed it to us, Christian Woodman C is like, can we call that the trebuchet sweep? He's like, yeah, cool, bro. That's a really good name. Because, you know, it's like a trebuchet is just a really fucking big catapult. <laughs> <laughs> He's tidy, man. questions a fucking tidy operator. Ah, Fucking, Oh dude he has a new thing out there About back takes and shit And since he's a smaller guy he just loves getting on people's backs And smothering them Fucking (laughs) lunatic (laughs) Yeah Okay so guys we've reached the end of the podcast there If you want to follow William and Enton, It's at eat underscore sleep Underscore breathe underscore jiu-jitsu Did I say underscore enough (laughs) I'll have it linked in the description anyway So if if I said too many Or not enough underscores you can just Click the link. <laughs> uh, so, Will, dive into the anything to say before we shoot off, bro? Oh, cheers, man. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, thanks for yours, man. Okay. And, guys, as always, if you want to follow us on internet, it's at Human's Jitsu and at Human's Jitsu Podcast. Adios, guys.